listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. started clicking things on it and looking serious like I was occupied and then when he looked at me he was like okay <laughs> <laughs> You're just pressing I think, a button <laughs> I, think, I think it's a fucking coup I don't even know what any of these buttons do I think one of them mutes me I mean I know that you're not allowed to press those buttons right. well anyway I was pressing them like crazy <laughs> <laughs> going fucking ape shit on those buttons yeah Scott get your headset on the recording uh, welcome no, to... No, 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 no okay. fucking welcome. We were already talking about this, so, no, listen, f- in... 40 seconds in, we need to welcome people to the fucking podcast, dude. Get out of the way, go. Welcome to Scott, John, Keith, 90S. Scott just put on his headset. Go, Scott! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to <laughs> 90S! I just said that. With your hosts, Keith, John, and Scott. Okay, Scott's the voice man, big voice man up here at top of the hour. We were just talking go. about how shitty soccer is, yep. and I wanted to get back on this. This is like a classic 4chan image of... Like, this guy running around, like a football player, American football player, okay. running around, and, and it, like, shows the thing he's carrying, and it's in the shape of an egg, and it's like, this sport should be called hand egg, because you run around with it in your hand, and it's shaped like an egg. Right. And they show a guy playing football, football. and he's running around kicking with a, a ball, ball with his foot. kicking it with his foot. It yeah. just makes so much fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you do kick an American football, and with soccer... How many times did you kick it in a game? Five? Six? No, tons of times. What are you talking about? And you have some punt. special asshole has to come okay. out and only kick it, and that's his, the every only time, time you punt, every time you go for a field goal, every time you score. You when you go for a field goal, every time you touch down. So, okay, we're talking what ten, ten times a okay, fucking. Let game. us compare it to the number of times a foot touches a ball <laughs> in, in football. Soccer, <laughs> in football, like okay, seriously. You also, you also, when you're watching soccer, they, they hit it with their head, and they throw it an awful lot. They yeah, throw the ball yeah, an awful. Only lot. from okay, only they only ever throw it. Only the goaltenders throw it, or players only throw it when they're out of play. The, only throw it when it's not on the field. In football, the keeps running. So in football, it is on. an exception to touch it with your hands. Whereas in hand egg, is it, it is an exception to touch it with your feet. Uh, I think we've stretched the. Okay, whatever. Anyway, you guys were talking about a pretty sweet football player before <laughs> Le- we were Lionel Messi. Yeah, and just scored five goals yesterday. And he doesn't ever dive. He doesn't ever dive. Scott, get your microphone close to your mouth a little bit. Your lowest. Uh, yeah, 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 no, there's a great video on, uh, on YouTube of, like, it's, like, six and a half or seven minutes of just, like, sequence after sequence of him never diving, and I was watching it being, like, if, like, I understand not everybody can fucking play with his skill, but... Considering he's the best soccer player in the world. Yeah, but just, just the, like, him not bailing on a play. Like, him just fucking absolutely going for it, whatever. Like, some of the times, like, fucking a dude, like, wraps his arms around him, fucking pulls him, dragging his jersey, whatever, and he, like, he, like, skips out, has possession, then the ref whistles. Like, he still gets, like, gets the benefit of the foul whistle, but I'm like, why'd they even whistle that? He still has possession. He's all right. People should really watch this on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, we'll gonna... wait. If other players didn't abandon plays by diving, would they make more plays like him? I don't necessarily know. When you when you watch it, the guy understands something about like timing yeah. and fucking like the way people are coming at him. There's like a weird spatial sense that this guy has to to not lose the ball. If you didn't abandon the play, like yeah, obviously you're gonna lose the ball a lot less. And if the foul doesn't get called, yeah, you might end up with possession, which is like the, the trade off, and that's why you end up diving. It's like I want possession. I want also, pussy. in in soccer, if you have possession of the ball, it is easier for a defensive player to take it away to take you. it away from you than 
for you to get by him. I don't know, man. Like, the, I, the defense is easier than offense. I don't know if it comes from years and years and years of watching, uh, like, hockey, but at, at, at the office I work at, everybody, or whatever, everybody, 50%, 75% of the people are Hispanic. Whenever it's, like, World Cup season, the whole office shuts down. It's, like, all anybody watches. There's, like, 30 people in the, yeah, in the break room at all times going crazy yeah. over the TV. I can't watch it. It's, like... It's 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 like boring. You're watching something cool happen, and then immediately everybody jumps on the ground and starts bitching. Right, well, hang on, there, it's John. terrible. What's your favorite sport to watch? League of Legends. <laughs> like, let's keep this in perspective. Here. <laughs> okay. In League of Legends, wizards fight other wizards and warriors, and there's fucking summoning spells. So I mean, like, yeah. it's hard for like common sports to like okay, hold up to that level. I will certainly agree. It's not a. It's not a common sport. After that, it would be hockey. I don't really... I can't watch League of Legends because I'm sick of the tired of the guys bailing on the play. (laughs) You've probably never seen 10 seconds of League of Legends. I still don't really know what it is, despite our I think I showed you that. I watched the League of Legends pump-up video and was like... I don't know. I don't know how I could get pumped up, but it's just like it's like really? and like fucking like showing this epic music because I was like they were just sort of like if you haven't played this game like this video will fucking make you want to play this game. It's that fucking badass. But I'm yeah. like clearly the guy who made it was really into League of Legends, and clearly the fucking like 500,000 views in like a million <laughs> we're all upvotes, League of Legends. We're player. all League of Legends players. And I just watched it was like fucking Science Dog. Like I have no idea what the yeah. fucking like <laughs> just watching these like flashes and then like you see like a little guy fall and then he's like three guys rush in. I was like. I imagine that was amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. If that happened and I knew what it meant. League of Legends. There is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday. There is only today. And your wizard must win. This is the guy who has never seen or played League of Legends. But having watched that video, I was like, you could show like a month, like, like, I've been tricked by it, too. Like, a fucking package clip from the NFL. I'm like, this is the best sport oh, in yeah. the world! Oh, yeah. And, and then, then you go and watch the game, and out of an hour... What was it? An hour and a half of, of like, TV time. It's like, like eight, eight minutes of eight play. Minutes of when the no, ball fucking is. a game a game on TV time is, like, fucking three and a half hours, but right? But the, the clock for a football game is an hour long. Yeah. But it keeps running, even though the ball isn't in play. Yeah. And... American, if you, football, NFL. American football, okay, NFL. Yes. And, and if yeah. you if you cut down all the all the clock time and just watch a football game when the ball is actually in play, it's like eight minutes long. Right. You can watch so, every single football game every single Sunday in like two hours. They do that. They have a channel for it, right? They have like NFL Red Zone, which is just a channel that fucking like bounces back and forth between all the fucking games. Just fucking let it out onto the camera, dude. It sounds yeah, I don't know about great. that. <laughs> anyway. Just like, there's a there's a channel that does that, and people are like, "Why would you ever watch football?" I was like, "I could almost get into the sport." It's the channel fucking jumps around from like all the games that are going on on Sunday, being like, yeah. "Here's this play, blah, blah blah blah." Oh, what a nice play! Moving over here, and I'm like, "Fucking that's ADD football." I can, I can get, get behind that. I can get behind that. Watching only plays ever, and yeah. it's sort of like, "Woo!" I'm watching ten games. I, I at bet once. that would actually be a hundred times as entertaining as watching the. I'm, I'm really shocked that you don't like football, John, because it is probably the most strategic of the sports like people line up in patterns and they run very set plays and the defensive coaches have to guess what those plays are going to be based on statistics and previous plays yeah. and yeah. who's on the field and line up a defense accordingly I mean, who's on the field how many yards they've they're at what like what, what what's this yeah, super what, super situation i know and when i was living with matt cabway he, he's like a super big football fan he tried to get me to like get into it a couple of times and we watched a couple of games together I, I really couldn't get by the like hours and hours of downtime it's the same with watching like a major league baseball game there's there's like Baseball's so little a little actual bit play because baseball the, the ball is in control of the defense the whole time yeah right the the offense has control of the ball for a 
tenth well, of a the, second the, when the ball the hits ball the bat. The ball is in control of the defense. The play isn't. Like, uh-oh, I stepped out of the batter's box. Better wait for me to step back in. Can't throw the ball until I'm back in this little square. Fucking take a swing. All right, I'm going to step back out again. I'm going to knock but, the dust But the ball off is the in, the, in the field of play of the defense that whole time. Yes. The, the pitcher but has the, the, the thing ball. that makes the game long a lot of the times is the fact that... Americans are slow. Yeah. A, Americans are slow. They fucking switch on and switch off. Really fucking... I, I was joking. Americans aren't slow. You, but I really bet you I could beat, like, way more Americans at a foot race than I could beat Canadians at a foot race. What? Fucking obesity rate there is fucking huge. It's, it's like the same in Canada. Really? Yeah. Whatevs. Let's say Swedish people. I could beat more Americans you could than... Not, okay, than Swedish people. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because there's mandatory conscription exactly. for all Swedish people. I've been to a lot of America, and with the exception of, like, a couple of cities, there's a lot of Americans I feel I could take in a foot race. Last time I was hanging out with a Swedish person, she pulled a bottle of vodka out of a leotard. I don't know how it happened. Was it a Svedka bottle? No, it was Absolute. Oh, Ooh, Absolute. Both gross. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're talking a lot about sports, so we're alienating our already small audience. Who just want to hear about, like, geeky shit? Scott, you're talking about indie comics because you don't read Marvel in DC anymore. Yeah, the last comic I read was Ignition City by Avatar Press. Uh, and? Written by, Alan, uh, written by Warren Ellis. Okay. Uh, Good news. And it's pimp. It's uh, about a alternate Earth where um, they all? rocket ships and going to space are the cool vanguard. And what? it's a little bit steampunk. And yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. Cool? Yeah. Was it like yeah, 20 more now? Well, it's humor. quirky. It's quirky. A little yeah. bit a little bit frontier town kind of. Okay. Kind of thing going on in Ignition City, which is like a the last Wild like, West rocket ship town. Kind of like Firefly. Kind of like Firefly, but on Earth. Yeah, it's set on Earth. Okay, and a bunch of like old space cowboys who have kind of seen their end of their era as now space travel is going all government and corporate and less fly by the seat of your pants. I built a rocket. Now I'm going to space. Wee. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of cool. That is kind of uh, cool. That's kind of neat. It's sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of the thing that I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Star Trek. Not going to lie. Star Trek <laughs> Generations, possibly. Not Generations. The one where they go to Earth. Oh, yeah. The movie where they meet, uh, what's his face? The guy who the invented first, space the travel. First, no. The, well, the first guy to get the guy from faster Babe. than light. Yeah. The guy from Babe. The guy from Babe. The, the, yeah, where they met the farmer from Babe and he flew to space. And that was the storyline. Yeah. He was also reprising his role as the farmer from Babe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he got into space and was like, that'll do, yeah. pig. But, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm, that's like, that's kind of the set. That'll do, pig? Yeah, that's what he said when he got to space. <clears throat> I don't even think that's a line from Babe, either. That'll do, pig, is like the line from Babe. Like, when fucking Babe does all his magical tricks and he's like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Are you sure that isn't a line from, like, a gangster movie where they're, like, beating up a cop? <laughs> Pretty sure that was in Charlotte's Web. No, because cause in Charlotte's Web, the fucking farmer wasn't the guy who was in charge of the pig. It was the farmer's daughter. It's the farmer was in charge of Babe, and he kept trying to, like, justify not fucking making I'm him I'm not gonna lie, it. I don't watch children's films, so I didn't see Babe. Keith Dude, you were age-appropriate for Babe. Seriously. No, no, I was not. Maybe you were 13. I'm 31. Right now, uh, babe okay. came out and like what? <laughs> Last year, right. no, 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 no. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was a Still little bit real? on the old side. I was like eleven or twelve, so that means like thirteen, fourteen is too old. Yeah, I remember I was like a little on the old side for watching Babe, and there you go. it was like I was had watched it with a younger friend. But yeah, yeah, that'll do, pig. Come on now, fucking talking animals, always amazing. Did you guys? Um, wow, we really isolated our audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But but that's it. But if people who, who you know sports on, Scott, but hate sports, John, yeah. before you jump off. That's what I'm picturing, is that, like, 
that kind of level of tech that Earth has in Star Trek, and he's like, I'm building a rocket, and I'm going to ride in Star Trek in that one when they go back in time in Star Trek. Yes, right? they go back in time in Star Trek because they need to make sure that he gets into there. Yes, yes, because yes. if they don't warp travel, then fucking Romulans or whatever don't notice them. Or yeah, some he, shit. The Vulcans. Vulcans. Vulcans, whatever. Jaime will correct this. It's Vulcans. It's Vulcans. <laughs> he has to get into space at the exact time to meet a Vulcan ship that's scanning Earth. Yeah, right. exactly. So anyway. Uh, did I talk about why I'm reading indie comics? Yes. Yes. Last, yeah, we talked about it on the last podcast. The last... Where would people go to download that last podcast? 95.cc! Or... Pretty much it. iTunes. There you go. There's an iTunes link. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there has been for. A I, while. I was gonna ask, um, and I, I'm sure I've asked you guys this before, but speaking of Warren Ellis, did you guys read through Transmetropolitan? Warren that was like one of his big. Does he? Yeah, he does. That was yeah. that's. That I, was I, one of his big. I'll admit too. to you, I, as a big Warren Ellis fan, yeah, and someone who's met Derek Robertson, the artist, sure. and thinks he's a really, really nice, cool guy. Mm-hmm. It's one of my great know. comic book failings. I haven't read Transmet. The 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 comic that I, fucking was really psyched for because I heard fucking super cool things and I think the fucking premise is super cool and everything. Lois Lane's Superman girlfriend? Yes. No. 100 Bullets. Uh, Holy shit. I was like, I'm so excited. Like, the premise, if I understand it correctly, is it's various, they're all little like vignettes kind of thing. Like, you read like a trade, uh, trade paperback or like six issue run or whatever the fuck they do and you get a briefcase with a gun and a hundred bullets and you can do whatever the fuck you want and the fucking shadow organization just like cleans it up and they give you kind of like a mission to do with it. Like, you get to have your revenge. Like, so I guess you haven't read Transmetropolitan? No. Okay. Nobody has. Have you? Have you? <laughs> yes, I did, actually. I don't oh. read comics ever. And, and you read like, Transmet? And I read all of... I thought you were like, I meant to ask you guys, like, is it any good? I didn't no, know not at it. all. I, like, when I was in Ottawa, I met a bunch of people, and one of them was like, John, you're going to love this. Did you? And, and then they had every one of the trade paperbacks for all of Transmetropolitan, so I read the entire thing front to back, and it was fucking amazing. And it was weirdly, like, obviously Warren Ellis was trying to, or, yeah, Warren Ellis was trying to do, like, like appropriate not about moral but like lesson kind of things like reflecting on the the current world through the lens of this like future dystopia i don't know if you know if you guys know what the like the setup for it is it's about a gonzo journalist named spider jerusalem that's right who uh wears funny sunglasses that one lens is green one is red and he kind of talks about culture and counterculture and in like the 24th century yeah yeah, and it's fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. If you guys, like, can't, just get the first trade paperback. We'll throw it around. I'll even throw in if we want to buy it between all three of us. Yeah. I'd, like, read it again. Absolutely. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot, because, yeah. as I was saying. I'm sorry, I was interrupting. There's, there's, there's a great uh, YouTube... I was interrupting you, though, so yeah. it's all right. Pardon me, guys. Friends! <laughs> there's a great YouTube link on um, typography, where they're using typography to, like, illustrate a speech, where the guy is reading a speech from Spider Jerusalem called Monoculture. Okay. And that link will be on 9 to 5. Yep. .cc with this podcast. If Tomorrow. You yeah. I actually Tomorrow. had yeah. never From read... From when a, you listen to this. Yes. Prior, prior to reading these, I had never read a comic book with, like, I know who the author is, and I'm actually going to pay attention to the writing because this is, like, something special. Seriously, never. And I was, like, 25 or whatever. I just never gotten into comics before actually reading this. This was the first thing that I read that I thought was, like, wow, this is actually fucking, like, literature worthy. And, and I went through it. Yeah. It's an interesting creative team. Uh, Warren Ellis does do a bunch of independent stuff, but also has written X-Men, and has written Batman, and has written um, Secret Avengers, and Thunderbolts. I was like, I'm so excited, because I mean... Huh? What does that mean? Uh, Batman Inc. was like like the Batman story that that's happening in continuity, not fucking Kevin Smith's widening gyre. I was actually going to ask about that, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. We can wrap up. We can put all the Batman together. Yeah. So anyway, Batman is like the... 
the main Batman storyline, basically, Batman Inc., like, where... Batman came back after being murdered by Darkseid and getting yeah. lost in time. What? All this and that. That was when Batman and Robin came back, and it was, uh, Robin was Damien, who was Batman's son, with, uh, Talia, Talia Al Ghul, and, uh, fucking, what's his name, Dick, Dick Grayson, Grayson, took the mantle of Batman or whatever. Okay. He, all, he comes back, Warren Ellis also wrote the Batman and Robin run. He comes back, he starts up Batman Inc., which is realizing where he's like, like, the Batman fucking method... Mm-hmm. Is like it's a fucking sound, normal. Wait, are you, uh, I don't Batman Inc. Batman Inc. is where he goes global, right? And he yeah, tries but to make I, don't, other I don't think that's Warren Ellis. I think that's Grant Morrison. Oh, it is Grant Morrison. You're right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison is one of the classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. It is Grant Morrison. But it's anyway. one of the, the big British writers. Apologies to Warren Ellis. But anyway, this Batman Inc. thing is amazing. It's totally unrelated to. Totally unrelated to Warren Ellis. But it's another one of those authors who's like. When you read his stuff, you're like you're reading something that's not just like yeah. pew pew fight yeah, the like, bad guy. Warren oh, okay. Ellis had written a bunch of like mainstream yeah. superhero comics. Right. Derek Robertson had big long runs on Wolverine and Punisher. Okay. So the fact that the two of them had done this side project, side, there, side project that was really well received, but is also kind of way out there. Like, I mean, there's no reason that a book about a Gonzo journalist the future yeah. should have resonated so well other than their creative talents. Well, I think that, but that's like, I think, I guess the power of their creative talents, right? Is that they, they were both recognized enough as talented in the mainstream that they like maybe dragged some of their audience with them, right? Like, I don't yeah, think it was just kind of that. I think there was, there was real inspiration that went into some of them. I'll give you an example. One of the comics sort of in the middle. But who's going to pick that up? Like, like sorry, no, I don't know before you cut, yeah. before you like get yeah, into yeah. the story, who's going to pick that up and be like, I'm going to read this indie comic more than that indie comic. And it's, Written by fucking uh, Warren Ellis and art by yeah. Derek Robertson. Like, like. Well, you got to remember this is before, before, before. Like, yeah, this well, is this is 90s. late nineties, early yeah, 2000s. exactly. That's it. And it was before indie comics were like a big fucking deal and all that stuff. The one thing they did have going for them is it's a Vertigo book. Yeah. Hmm. It was it was all over so the you, place. You put Vertigo I, on it, and that's they were coming out at the same time as Sandman. Yeah, so you're like, oh, Sandman. I like Sandman. I like Vertigo. But that's it. I think it was still like a perfect storm, like of. Like you said, like Vertigo was publishing it, and there was Sandman. It was Preacher was coming out around the same time too, I think. Hellboy was a pretty big deal mm-hmm. around yeah. the late nineties. Yeah. Hellblazer was pretty big too. Hellblazer would be the next next big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like I actually all rewatched the Constantine movie a couple times recently. How's that? How that work out for you? You know, I actually I don't think it was as bad as as the rap that it got. It, there were some like. Gavin Rossdale was in it. He's dreamy. He's so good looking. Which one was he? Yeah, he's the blonde angel who's the lead singer of Bush. He's no, he wasn't. He wasn't blonde. He was the demon with the black hair oh, he was who the shows fall? up, who's really pretty and slick. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, he and was great. Shot. I, th- I thought it had like it had moments of visual genius in it. Like the, the whole scene when Lucifer shows up, that was so fucking good. Barefoot so with the oil dripping barefoot out of his with pants. like black oil dripping out of him, and he's just so like. That was the first movie I watched with five point one surround sound. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Like, phones ringing fucking behind me yeah. and shit. I was like, woo, this movie's the best. Is it, isn't it sad that that's what you remember out of that experience? Like, nothing having to do with the movie, but the phone rang behind you. So, like, this yeah. is fucking uh, Con- just... Constantine gets a really bad rap because Keanu Reeves is not John Constantine from yeah, the comics. He's as far as you can get from John Constantine. Say, well, I completely I'd say, I, I would say Keanu Reeves now is more John Constantine than he was. Like, John Constantine is an insufferable prick. Yeah, who looks and sounds like Sting from the Police? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the thing. Like Keanu is all smooth. You know, Constantine's not really supposed to be smooth or likable. Skinned. He's supposed yeah. to be like 
like gruff and and like gnarled and unlikable and a dick to everybody. He's basically the character that Sting played in Dune. The police. <laughs> just stalking women and making the, the character that Sting played in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels when he owns the bar and he's just like get the fuck out his name was Fade uh, Fade Owl something or other F-E-Y-D was his first name Fade Owl Routha Harkonnen or something like that I, right. I read that book like fucking eight times but that's, that's where the artistic idea of Constantine came from yeah. like Sting really? Well, that's why there's a, they talk about it in Hellblazer, how he used to sing in a punk band. <laughs> like, like that, that's a thing that like kind of came up, right? Like, yeah. and then he, was, was, it, was it the Halloween issue or something? Where anyway, but it's like where Constantine like gets his old getup on for whatever fucking reason, and he's like, "Fuck this," and he's like super like pissed. Uh, I remember that issue. Anyway, yeah, they missed a lot of the spirit of of like Constantine, Constantine very much so. But the, the, the rest of it is really cool. Yeah, the, the yeah, demons, the, the angels, cool. the... the key guy, the Lucifer was amazing. The angel that played by um, that Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Uh, Can't whatever. tell if she was fantastic. You're attracted to her, and if that makes you gay or not. Yeah, or if well, you're not, and that makes you gay or not. She, know, like... She's a brilliant casting for an androgynous she's angel. Fucking perfect. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, your new movie is sweet. Uh, what? The one with the kid. Not like I have an internet. The kid it. starring Tilda Swinton. <laughs> anyway, no, it's this thing where she's this like there's a making you question the... your sexuality again, <laughs> again and again. Watch the beach, and I was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio says it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, so she's uh... you're listening to fapping with questions. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so masturbating? <laughs> Why am I not watching the beach to masturbate and not porn? <laughs> Oh man, that was a movie that let me down so much from the book. And you still haven't lent it to me, despite eight years of us being friends. And really? every time we talked about it, you saying, "Oh my god, I'm gonna lend it to you. You're gonna love it." I was excited because I watched the movie before I read the book. Does Sarah have it still? No, 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 no. We give it back. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I watched the movie before I read the book because Scott still hasn't lent it to me. Yeah, we watched the movie. I watched, uh, I watched the movie before I read the book too, and was really hesitant about getting into the book. Yeah, but yeah. it's written by Alex Garland, who wrote uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. That's yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to. We were having that conversation when Scott wasn't here, mm-hmm. as a fucking your well of information. We were like, we're like the beach, and I was like, yeah. yeah. And he wrote other stuff too. And I was like, what? I was like, I want to say Train Spotting, but I know that's Irvine <laughs> Welsh, and that's also because Danny Boyle directed the two of them. Like that. Connect- see, Danny Boyle also directed the beach. Yeah, and you know he can direct a movie, and there's no reason for the beach to have been such a terrible. It, it could. Movie. I don't think it was. That I don't terrible. think it was think a terrible movie. The screenplay, though, I'm guessing, really didn't sync up with the book. Uh, the, the book was really, really rock solid. Again, I think it was Alex Garland who wrote the screenplay too. Really? So I'm, I don't know what the hell was it, went it, wrong it, there. I, the, I, I even think that I had a great soundtrack. <laughs> Everything they worked on together was really, really good too. Like they yeah. did Sunshine together. Yeah, that one was really good with Killian Murphy yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Human Torch guy. Twenty days later was super good. Man, Killian's really done well for himself, eh? Yep. He gets yeah. to be the main bad guy in Neutron. No shit. They're making yeah. another Tron. Yep. The Tron is a big fucking deal. Tron did really, really well. Did it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't do, like, Pirates of the Caribbean well, but it right, did right. sequel well. You know uh, who I blame that on? Olivia Wilde. I blame that on fucking... She's she's never looked better than in Tron. No, no, she's super hot in Tron. Oh but the God. commercials could have been like... Two-hour Daft Punk music video. And I would have been like, sold! Not Electroma. When we went to see the panel at Tron where the executive producer was selling it, 
We were so pumped for that. Yeah, I was super pumped. We brought yeah, in the light cycle. Kicker, and then he showed us these fucking videos the of people kicking. loop kicking. We're like, whoa! And he was like, Let's, I just gotta show you this video because I'm so... I, hang on, let me find it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to show you this, guys. I was like, I'm so excited, dude! <laughs> I actually didn't enjoy it all that much. Like, I, I thought it was it was fun. It looked good. You didn't see it in theaters, though. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or on but, Magic Mushrooms after. Or on Mushrooms, that's true. That was also pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Significant dance point. Why would she call me? She knows I'm recording. Well, just hang up on her. No, answer the phone. I'm not going to answer the fucking phone. Do it on the podcast. I'm going to answer the Ladies fucking phone. Ladies and gentlemen, text 9 to 5.cc first. God damn it. Anyway, Tilda Swinton's new movie is where she... You're going to call her? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, she's like the super fucking cold, like dismissive parent or whatever. And her son is, like, straight-up evil. And, like, I don't know if he's, like, fucking murder people evil or whatever. Really? And it's, like, apparently the... The... Sure, she texted me because she's not... She understands. Where is revenge is what she wants to know. It's in, in the, the fridge. fridge. Because oh, it's a dish no. best served cold. Well, I Keith said he didn't want to talk to you, and he swore Tell at the her phone I didn't put it on the fucking USB when key. you text him. I didn't put it on the USB key. He wants you to know that he did not put it on the USB key. No, I'm just trying to make him look bad because we we're this still to a recording. Because now it's gonna have to get cut. No, no, yeah. not even you and really? I can talk while well. fucking Scott talks. You're gonna keep this in. Why the fuck not? You and I are talking. Yeah. It was like seriously a half right. second down. Bye, right, I'm gonna go back to you talking about Tilda Swinton. Wow, she was really mad. Reason. Yeah, I can imagine. I would fucking feel like a piece of shit. That's alright. Well, I, she, I told her I was like, you can watch this, and she was like, yeah, I can watch this. And then I took the computer and forgot to put it on a USB. <laughs> so she cannot watch this. Can we watch it? Let's put it on. Yeah, let's watch. Fucking fuck you. Tilda Swinton yep. in that movie yep. seems cool. Okay. Transmet, yeah, I think is a perfect storm of like mainstream writer artist right place, right time. on a fucking like like the the indie well quote unquote indie because Vertigo is owned by DC right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote. Was indie. it at the time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. DC started Vertigo. Ed was it at Alan Moore's behest? Alan Moore um. I think was one of the like because they they wouldn't let him do what he wanted with Swamp Thing and then he was like. I'm sort of. Do I mean, it anyway. Swamp Thing was sort of a Vertigo book before Vertigo, but there was a a bunch of stuff that wanted to take place that DC wanted to publish that was really weird. Hmm. Grant Morrison was writing Doom Patrol, which was really weird. Uh, Alan Moore was on Swamp Thing. Yeah, uh, and he was getting getting out there. Yeah, Hellblazer was coming into play, uh, and then Sandman Mystery Theater, Kid Eternity, and then The Sandman. Uh, all kind of happened at the same time. They're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna put this in a, in a it's own little sandbox." Like it was a bunch of the like A list writers who were like, "We want to do our own thing." Like, and these guys weren't A list when when this stuff was happening, except for Alan Moore. Gaiman was. Gaiman had already written books. Gaiman had written books, but that doesn't mean you're gonna sell comic books. No, but when a proper author is like, "I'd really want to do something," and you have a venue for it, I think you'd at least give it a shot. Even then, like, what did he done? Good Omens and Neverwhere. Good Omens did really I'm just going to be like, well. yeah, yeah. Okay. They tried Stardust. He had already written Stardust. I don't think so. Stardust was well, pretty early. I don't think so. I think it's definitely after Sandman. What about American Gods? Definitely after definitely Sandman. After. That was, yeah, that, that was, was way like post-Sandman. Way post-Sandman. You were right. I think it would just be Good Omens, Neverwhere. I would give that man fucking a job based on those two products alone. Yeah, you, you make Superman and Batman, and you're like, wow, I saw that British miniseries. I want him to write. For no, us. but when when you could tell, obviously there's some people who were like could tell that the market was 
like going there like that was heading into like people want more from their comics a generation of people that grew up in the comics were now in their fucking teens and how are you going to get those people Neil Gaiman is how you're going to fucking get those people no most of those comic companies were going into to bankruptcy protection desperately hoping to be bought out by a larger corporation yay so if you want to be bought out by Time Warner AOL I don't really know was that... DC already bought out by Time Warner at that point I don't think so really huh. fascinating what about you Keith what? seen anything good Read anything good? Your mom. That's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Just beat L.A. Noir. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that game is so good, and anyone who can't play it must cry. Yeah. 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 I, we talked about this a little bit. I. It's. There's the action sequences are subpar because mm-hmm. it's basically the GTA Red Dead Redemption a- engine. So camera doesn't always where you go what you want. Subpar shooting, subpar fighting, subpar driving. Right. Like, Why Sounds you? amazing. No, but but I mean anybody who's played a Red Dead Redemption game or a GTA game knows exactly that you're like, yeah. it's the engine is not perfectly built for the things that it should be doing. It's like the ground is covered in like grease and you're driving a Zamboni. Yeah. Um. The I saw that Dave Chappelle what if Grand Theft Auto was real life mm-hmm. he's like walking around gets stuck on a flagpole hey. <laughs> they made they made a they made it what if L.A. Noir was real life or whatever else yeah. like, that. like one of the best parts in L.A. Noir is when when you're questioning someone you have the, the choice to like believe them like truth like doubt them like doubt or accuse them of lying press lie but like doubting what if you want to lie down with them but like doubting sometimes like you I don't would think the lie button would be good for that. <laughs> lie down. Lie lie stay. Stay. Anyway, but the doubt, sometimes you're like, I'm not so sure if he's telling the truth. I'm in a present doubt. And then Cole Phelps is just sort of like, Why are you hiding this from me, Scott? Why wouldn't you tell me the truth? I know you're lying. And I'm like, I didn't pick lie, I picked doubt. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guy gets all offended and I was like, That's not what I meant. That's not what I fucking I didn't mean yell at him and get fucking super aggressive. So sometimes it's like it's hard because so only he means this. doubt, like your girlfriend doubts you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't fucking do the dishes, did you? Uh, why are you accusing me of lying? You don't know anything better. That's pretty much how Sarah talks to you. That's true. She doesn't funny, listen to this though. It's funny, funny story today. We're at Keith's house, and Keith is like, "Scott, uh, just hang on for a minute. I'm going to do the dishes, so Sarah doesn't yell at me." Mm-hmm. I say, "Keith, I don't think doing the dishes will matter." Keith goes, "I'll do the dishes anyway." It Does the dishes. Yelling. Gets yelled at anyway. Gets yelled at anyway. got yelled at for doing the dishes wrong. I put them away wrong. They weren't drying properly. He put the bowls on top of the bowls. Uh-huh. She was like, mold's gonna happen. I was like, because we're gonna leave them there for a month? Like, how would that fucking make mold? <sighs> anyway, Eleanor, mm-hmm. you also have to search areas, the, the, the rest <laughs> of the game. So, like, suffice it to say, the action sequences, kind of fun, but um, not really, not amazing, because it built on that engine. The look for clues section. The game doesn't always tell you exactly what's a clue, so you're like, maybe that fucking clock radio is a clue and there's fucking bloody fingerprints on it. I can't really tell from this angle. Better walk near it and try and press X. So you just end up walking around a fucking area pressing X a lot to make sure you get all the clues. Some of them are obvious, some of them aren't. That sounds like Grand Theft Auto Blues Clues. <laughs> it's, I, think it's, I, I thought of it as Grand Theft Auto Where's Waldo. It was like skimming back and forth. There's a clue. I found one. Yay. And then, then there's the interrogation situation, which at first seems really, really cool. Because uh, you're like, oh, I got all the things, whatever. But it just boils down to, like, when a person's telling the truth, it's super easy. When a person's lying, it's super easy. And you can only accuse them of a lie if you have the fucking, like, the, the evidence to back it up. So you're like, 
most of the time you can tell if the guy's like fucking looking all over the fucking place and won't meet your eye. He's telling a lie. Do I have evidence to fucking prove this? No. Then I'll just doubt him, and that'll be the right thing to do, you know? Like, because believing him would make you stupid. So, the storyline's cool. Can you play really stupid? Huh? Have you played through it really stupid? That's the other thing that I found out, is that it only has one ending. So, yes, you can play it through it really stupid, and the captain will be like, you fucking idiot, we put the wrong guy in jail, we had to let him walk. Now there's another murderer on the street, and you're like, "Uh oh (laughs) oh, here I go again! (laughs) Exactly. Next mission, you will get the same ending. You can play through the entire game as the worst cop ending every fucking mission in a shootout. (laughs) Like, (laughs) accusing children, like, whatever the fuck you want to do will not change the outcome there, of the game. There is something of a film noir to that in and of itself. <laughs> like, the worst cop fucking up every crime in L.A. There's a, there's Sounds a like a kid's in the hall. It's dark script. as hell. There's a mission, though, where, like, the evidence kind of goes both ways. Like, you, you really don't know who to fucking put in. And, like, spoiler alert, there's the Black Dahlia thing and whatever, and it turns out that, like, you put four people away for the wrong reason. Turns out to be another killer. Nice. But anyway... Uh, so you, you would have been best served by believing everyone. You would have been best served by just being like, sure, everybody gets to walk. So, But you're like picking between the two guys to put in, and you already kind of have a hunch that you're like, you're, you're not, you, like your guy's kind of like being like, I don't buy it. This guy's not smart enough to have pulled this off. I don't buy it on either of these guys, but we need to put someone in. And the captain really hates one of them because he's a communist. <laughs> And if you don't put the co- if you don't accuse the communist, the captain bitches you out, and you still only one star the mission. <laughs> like your actions, to, like you need to just pick the guy who seems like, less likable. Seems less li- well, not even less likable. He seems more likable, but he's a communist. But because the captain's like like before you go to interrogate, and the captain's like, by the way, if you can pin it on this guy conclusively, fucking that's what we should do. So you're like, okay, I'll try and find a way to pin it on this guy. That's even, amazing. Even though it seems wrong. So like that stuff's kind of cool. Like. I almost appreciated the, like, I'm going to accuse the guy the captain tells you. If there was a more, like, if it was deeper and, like, multiple endings and, like, being a bad cop mattered or whatever, like, if you have the choice to be a good cop or a bad cop, Mm -hmm. it's, I think that they were onto something with the the facial soft stuff. Like, I don't know if you know about the process where they had fucking 30 cameras pointed at a guy while he delivered the lines and did all that. And it was, like, crazy levels of motion capture and shit. I think it'd be really amazing if you were a bad cop, and then the criminals killed your family, and then the game just loaded you into Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was like, that's what, like... Just, just, wait, I'm I'm playing Max Payne now. I guess I'm not so good at interviewing people and looking for clues. I bullet time! Yep. <laughs> You've lost your intuition. You've gained bullet time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, like... That interrogation system and the like, the the video, like the face capture and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I think is really, really like it's cool because I, I've never seen facial reactions done stuff that well. like that, yeah. like you, where you can just watch a guy and tell if he's lying. How does heavy like, rain compare to it in terms of the visual? In terms of the visual, the visual, the faces are better in LA Noir. Like the faces are infinitely better in LA. Hmm. The like the facial, the animation's very, very good in Heavy Rain, but it's like. Ellie Noir has, in terms of facial animation, like, light years beyond anything that I've seen wow. ever. Like, in terms of, like, really telling what a person's subtlety, like, like little fucking, like, like half smiles and little glances and stuff Makes like that. I really wish your disc worked. Yeah, well, fucking, I told you a way that I could just pass you my hard drive. It would work. Anyway, so yeah, I think it's the guy there who directed it is making another game called The Whore of the Orient. Really? 
Yeah, and it's uh, supposedly he's going to use the same technology. It's not going to be the same game. You yeah. can tell if she's orgasming or not. Yeah. Is, she, well, is it real? I doubt it's real. It's a whore? Probably not. <laughs> it's it's apparently about... You're lying! <laughs> <laughs> no, Captain. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Did you orgasm? Did you come? Did you come? <laughs> Liar! What? I have evidence. <laughs> Anyway, supposedly it's set in when the first... Good job, Keith. She was also a communist. Because <laughs> she was from <laughs> China. <laughs> she didn't come. And she was a commie. Supposedly it's going to be set in, uh, like, when Westerners first got to Bangkok, is the hmm. setting of the storyline, which I'm like... And it's also film noir style? Oh, well, it's going to be film noir style, because that would be the wrong time. wouldn't be the 40s. But it, but it's going to be, like, like, one, like, a gritty mystery, supposed, yeah. like, kind of, like, open world like sort of thing. Like Brick? Film noir set in the modern era, but it won't be set in the modern era. It'll be set older era. I'm just century. saying, you can you can translate the film noir style yeah. and look and yeah, feel yeah. into another. I don't know if it's like I said. I think it would be a little bad of him to go full film noir, but I think like going like sandbox mystery, fucking like layer upon layer. Mm-hmm. Like he even he even said that he was like he wanted the world of L.A. noir to be a lot bigger. Yeah, and he's like just fucking things took so much longer, fucking developing the technology and all that shit that yeah, it just wasn't to be. Did you guys watch the Brothers Bloom? The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second Ryan Johnson. Movie. I like the Brothers Bloom a lot. He, the, he's making a third one. Really? It hasn't. It's called Looper. Mm-hmm. It's been in pre-production for forever. After I guess seeing, I'm hoping it's in production. Now. After, After seeing Brick, I had such a big like hard on to try and get into film noir and find other films in that genre because I found the style just so appealing. I I tried LA tried there. There just wasn't that much yet. Ellie Confidential is really good. Way up there. Um, that Ellie Confidential was. Robbed here. It came out really? for Oscar awards. Yeah, because it didn't win. Titanic fucking won. Yeah, it was. Fuck it was that. nominated for best. Titanic? It was same nominated for the best picture oh, the same year as Titanic yeah. and Goodwill Hunting. Brutal. Yeah, and I think the only Oscar it won was for best supporting actress. Yeah, Kim Basinger won it. Yeah, Basinger. Whatever. Basinger. I don't even know. What has she done? She was in Batman, and then she was in that, and then Poof. Whatever, she man. married Alec Baldwin for a while. Okay. He's on 30 Rock. Yeah, I love 30 Rock. Is she still married to him? No, they broke up. Do you know who I Wouldn't love... you break up with him too if you had to go to the Baldwin family Christmas every year? <laughs> Did you see that thing? I like, I don't want to go. It's awful. Steven is such an idiot. <laughs> Steven is an idiot. Did you see that thing? I don't know. I may have even mentioned this on a podcast. I feel sure. I hope I didn't. Where uh, there was a picture of fucking young Alec Baldwin and Ryan Gosling, and they look really, really similar. Nope. Anyway, they're just sort of like, I wonder if Ryan Gosling knows he's going to be fat and funny when he gets older. (laughs) 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 And I was like, that's amazing. But yeah, no, they look really, really similar. Fucking 30 Rock, man, came back and is probably probably one of their better seasons. Really? They're on pace of one of their... What are they up to? Season... Seven? seven? Six. Seven. Six or seven. Yeah. And uh, came back from the break. Community yeah. is going to be supposedly getting bundled with it soon to finish out the season. Really? Yep. Someone had made a full um, inspector... Inspector time Space Time? Space, space Time? Time Space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full video. It's up on the internet. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that's, that's the, the community f- reference. Yeah, that's, the that's, community. The com- that's the community, the fake Doctor Who that they get into, whatever. Right. We talked Ab- about this. Ab- yeah, really we talked about this last week. Uh, In podcast world, we talked about this fucking months ago, dude. There hasn't been a 90s since, like, November. December. 
It was when Keith was talking about all the Doctor Who. Right, 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 right. As I'm still watching Doctor Who, this will be the case forever. <laughs> For as long as this podcast exists, I will be watching Doctor Who. I really have to pass you guys. Um, Doctor Who? Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Mm-hmm. What? The comic book or the TV? The TV, TV show. show. Really? Holy crap, is it good. Very fucking fun. I don't it know. is John really, really like funny. Fun things. What? They, they have an episode that starts off with... Uh, Chevy Chase riff on vacation uh-huh. where he and his family show up in their shitty station wagon yeah. and get attacked by monsters and I, run away I panicking. fucking love uh, like Christmas vacation and fucking whatever it's, it's, and they, they show a little homage to that yeah. it's like this weird homage to the whole time of the late 70s and right. really really funny the monsters are scary they actually attack huh. and and is it live scary. or is it is it animated? No, it's all animated. It's, okay. it's, it's Warner Brothers, and it's um, done in the, I, like what, what style of animation? Scooby Doo. Oh, really? Yeah. Like classic? Yeah, yeah. You you recognize who they are right away. Mm-hmm. the The big difference is that they're in high school, mm-hmm. and they have parents, and their parents don't approve of them meddling. And, like, the string machine, <laughs> meddling because the town that they live in thrives on paranormal tourism. <laughs> so every time they solve a mystery, everyone's really disappointed that it's another absurd. source of income has been <laughs> shut down. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, there's there's like an overarching story arc in it. Um, Matthew Lillard, who was in Hackers mm-hmm. uh, and was Shaggy in the animated movies, is yeah. actually the voice of Shaggy in the cartoon. Huh. And Louis Black plays a recurring character called Mr. E. Okay. Who feeds them mysterious clues? Clues, yeah. That's part of the overall story arc, and it's really cool. I totally, totally have gotten into it. I've been watching on my iPod. On my how many episodes are there? Still in the twenty six episodes in the first season. Wow. Um, it got held up, and they broke the first season into two parts. Mm-hmm. So they released it as like season one, season one A. Right. But uh, it did well enough, and has picked up enough steam that they picked it up for a second season. Hmm. I'm currently PVRing the second season. Yeah, it's it's coming out now. I know I'm late on the train, but I got um, Archer season two. I haven't oh, watched all of season two yet. Holy crap! Does it step up the funny from oh, season one? Awesome. Like, I, like I really feel like they like there was such good a good core of comedy to Archer, yep. and then they didn't like get into their swing in the first season. But at least the first episode or two, holy fuck, are they funny? They, they didn't. They, some of the, some of it was awesome. It was really really good. I just just I think it could have been better. And John C. Benjamin. Yeah, he's John amazing. Benjamin. Jessica Walter. Fucking yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Did you the view? So you've watched all season one. Sorry, Mystery Incorporated, right? No, I'm I'm in the middle middle of it. Have you gotten to the episode where it's all the sidekicks yet? No. Oh my god, it's the best episode. They're, so good. So it's like because there there are a million fucking billion uh, Scooby Doo spinoffs that fucking Hanna Barbera made because Scooby Doo was super super popular, yeah. super popular. Like um, with uh, like Dune Buggy, where it was a bunch of kids who solved mysteries and they had a fucking magical <laughs> sort of talking Dune Buggy who'd be like. You know, the, the only reason I know that character is from um, Harvey Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> or Dune Buggy. Because Dune he Buggy like shows up. Or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, uh, fuck. Um, That's true. Scooby-Doo was at Hanna-Barbera before it was bought up by mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Captain, Captain Caveman. Or again, it was like... Again, only reason I know that character is from Harvey Birdman. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's still like a group of teenagers, and they have a wacky caveman sidekick. Yeah. Fucking uh, Jabberjaws. Who group of teenagers with a wacky <laughs> shark sidekick? Like it's fucking ridiculous. I, again, only know that character. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and again, Scooby Doo was like redone yeah. six or seven times. Yeah, there were so, so, there so was many iterations of Scooby Doo, and, and like I said, there were a million things. So it's like there's like a mystery fighting reunion <laughs> in Mystery Incorporated. So yeah. it's all the teams get together, and then all the teams get sidekicked, like uh, get like kidnapped or whatever. So it's just like Scooby, Jabberjaws, Dune Buggy, Captain <laughs> Caveman, and they need to solve the mystery by themselves. I was like, this is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just like, it's so like... It's very meta. A whole lot of Mystery Incorporated, the series, is meta and very self-aware. And like the first ten episodes that I've seen, no one has gotten the line right. Yeah. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for meddling kids. Uh They've always kind of stopped themselves. Like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling social peers I go to school with. Yeah, I am. Right. But there's one, there's one where it's just sort of like, I would have... You know what? I really never thought I was going to get away with it. <laughs> like, just like, I was pretty sure someone was going to stop me. I think it's one of the endings. And I was like, what? Sarah and I used to watch it in the morning uh, getting ready. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't ever watched it start to finish. So I don't have the... the because there's, the, there's also an overarching mystery. Right. Uh, apparently they had to fucking like, fight tooth and nail against like uh, Warner, Brother Bra- Warner Brothers Brass to make a fucking serial to have a to make it serial to make a meta plot to have fucking interpersonal characters written and stuff mm-hmm. like that they had to be like no I really think this is and it, it totally happen. adds to the show I mean there's like romantic tension between Fred and Daphne mm-hmm. and Fred's kind of clueless and Daphne really wants um Velma and Shaggy are kind of going out but hmm. there's tension there because Shaggy is worried about hurting Scooby-Doo's feelings and not being able to spend as much time with them right. Velma's also like ashamed of being into Shaggy right like, she's like her, her mom's always like are you sure about he's this he's still boy? dating that Shaggy boy yeah exactly but she's also always trying to change Shaggy too like maybe you want to wear a different pair of pants right. I've had these <laughs> pants since grade 6 I know <laughs> it's good times <laughs> Uh, also, Patrick Warburton plays the sheriff. Who? Patrick Warburton. He said that. Who? The... He is the voice of Brock from Venture Brothers. Oh, yeah. Elaine's yep. yeah, boyfriend uh, there. Or the... Ah, you know. You know. Putty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know Brock. I can't even do it in that person. Putty from Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. know it from Adventure Brothers, or Venture Brothers, Adventure more Brothers. than I know it from uh, Seinfeld, though I do sort of remember that. Putty was the very <laughs> handyman from Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. His voice is his voice is comedy gold. It's solid gold. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. When, uh, it, when it cracks a little bit, and gets a little high because he's yeah. excited. It's, it's, it's uh, what do you call it? The Patrick Emperor's Warburg. New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. He <laughs> plays the voice of Kronk. Didn't see it. When uh, he's like, he watches all the David Spade movies. I watch all the children's movies. I was gonna say it's children's movies. I gotta it's research Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Love David Spade. I mean, he's I'm, the biggest. He's got a. I'm just gonna ceiling say ceiling full poster like it fills up his whole bedroom ceiling poster of Joe Dirt no no it's what? not Joe Dirt dude really it's weird. okay when you watch Tommy Boy okay and you watch Black Sheep you remember David Spade yeah of course you don't remember that other guy <laughs> Chris Farley dude yeah of course you, you, you very much remember Chris Farley yeah. in those films that, that's why you yeah, like David Spade Joe still. Dirt so much it's, it's all the David Spade with none of the Farley <laughs> that guy in a little coat is the funniest fucking thing on the planet dude there was a kid in high school who used to do it. It was amazing. He would fucking rip little coats. <laughs> he put on the coat of someone's mom and I'm gonna rip it. He ripped one of my coats once. I did it willingly. <laughs> we were like, like fucking teenage drinking at a party, and he was just sort of like, we're like, that guy in a little coat, and we're like, who's the smallest guy? And I was like, me. Here's my coat. This is worth it. Sixteen years old, and I miss that coat. We can do that right now. 
Yeah, you're a little dude. Scott's fat. <laughs> do it. I'll put your coat on. Guy in a little... Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Mm. No. So, video game, Scott, Counter-Strike. How's that working out for you ten years uh, later? I'm playing Counter-Strike a lot. Yeah. Uh, Counter-Strike Condition Zero, okay. which is not 1.6, and it's also not Source. It's somewhere in the middle. And Source is built off Half-Life 2. Yeah. Condition Zero is built off an expansion, right? Yeah, it's an expansion from 1.6. Uh, I'm playing on the ICB Brigade server, which is a lot of fun. Shout out to my peeps in the ICB Brigade. What up, what up ICB? What up? Um, and I'm ranked 70th now Three on, extra on server out, out of 3,000. Okay. So that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I played for months to get up to 70. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I want to get one of these fancy headsets where you can talk to them because right now I'm having to type while shoot, shooting yeah, terrorists that's no good. Yeah. that is no good it's, it's rough I don't know I could lend you one of these realistically one of the ones that we're recording this podcast and I have four we're, we're, oh my god I'm wearing a headset <laughs> how does this happen how are we getting <laughs> recorded you're you're bugging this <laughs> exactly this I have recorded fucking plants uh, uh, yeah I'm playing a lot of kind of shit it's a lot of fun uh, you guys should play I'm not going to play. Holy fuck. Your laptop can run it. My laptop could run it. (laughs) It's one of the only (laughs) games my laptop could run. Fucking speaking of, because how do you play Counter-Strike? Where do you play it on? It's on Steam. Have you heard about the rumor, John? Oh, yeah. The Valve Box? Steam Box. Steam Box, yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. The Companion Cube? I don't know if that's right. No, that was a lie. Uh, actually, that was what? somebody. Somebody somebody made a homebrewed GameCube that they put into a companion cube, and then they the dude who made that that series of pictures was. Um, I just wanted to touch your dick, dude. Yeah, no, that's okay. Go on. <laughs> Some dude took the pictures of like the homebrewed pick and and jimmied it together to make yeah. it look like a if, real. Reddit if they post. did that though, they would still make a million more dollars. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, man. I mean. Yeah, the Steam Box is a super amazing idea. They're absolutely going to get it to work. Not every game on Steam is going to work on a minute. Well, but the thing is, supposedly, okay, supposedly what they're talking. Yeah. I mean, it's already there on the PS3, right? You can do mouse keyboard on the PS3 on some games. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So as long as there's a mouse keyboard interface, which is USB, so not complicated. Which is USB, so super not complicated. So as long as it can fucking accept mouse keyboard, you throw in the thing, you have a fucking computer that can say, say a mid-range computer. Because, like, for the same reason as PlayStation 3, you can manufacture for fucking $300. Mm-hmm. You just run the entire Steam library, sell that thing for $300. I'm there, because I don't know if I can... Like, and I think, there's, I think there's a lot, especially right now, there's a lot of console gamers who the reason they don't fucking switch over to PC gaming is because they're like, I don't want to fucking spend $1,500 to play, like, those 10 games that are on PC that mm-hmm. I can't play on the fucking console. I think it's super fucking smart. I also think that developers... Will start to develop. I don't know what that was. I dropped a thingy. I was. I've s- secretly drawn. I'm not gonna lie. I've been hoping you fall through that window the whole time. Like That's I don't great. even. It wouldn't even make any sense because you wouldn't actually go through it. But I just imagine you falling out. My friend Keith imagining my death. No, I just imagine you're like you're gonna fall comically and be like, nah. You're gonna roll around like three ah! stories and smash my head to pieces on the cement. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Absolutely, Valve can pull this off. They have more money than God, and they. Uh, it would have be also the goodwill of the gamer community of the planet. Yep. Whereas like everybody hates Microsoft and is like, okay, I guess Xbox is all and, right. And and why would Valve make a whole lot of money on this exclusive distribution? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you don't buy a, a Steam game and bring it home 
and plug it into your machine. You click, click, and then and it's, it's on your there. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already shown willingness to go beyond what normal companies do. With the purchase of uh, Portal 2, if you mm-hmm. got it on like on, on Steam, you would get a free PS2 copy. Or it was the other way Vice around, versa. maybe. You, buy it on yeah, PS3. you got it on the PS3, you'd get a free copy on Steam. Because they're like, whatever, we sold you the fucking game. They also, built, they also built an entire fucking network to let PS3 users go on to Steam. Portal 2 is the only game that you can play PS3 and computer on. Yeah. Uh, the they one. still support Counter-Strike Condition Zero. I heard they released a patch or some shit for that like two weeks ago or something, and this is like ten years after the game yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. Fucking going back into Portal and adding shit for yeah. the pump up to Portal 2. But, yeah. but you know why that really works, though, for Counter-Strike? Because when I log into Steam, I get a little ad for a couple other Steam games. Oh, yeah. So I paid $5 for Counter-Strike, and I'm playing it an awful lot. Yeah. And every couple days I see a little ad going... Yeah, you should check this hey, out. We make this too, so it, but, it's but, worth but, it. But again, it's not that, just Valve, right? Steam library is fucking huge. Like I was like, when I was trying to like get Amnesia, Dark mm-hmm. Descent, whatever else like that, I was like, fucking a, I'm gonna just get it on Steam. Like, of my course, computer, my computer couldn't run it. But it's just like every PC game ever. You're in the mood to play fucking the original American McGee's Alice or whatever. Fucking, it's on Steam. And, like, and here's or the thing that's good old games. That's the other one. GOG.com. That's yeah. that's one of my favorites. That's and here's good. the thing that's really fucked up about this. This is <laughs> a gaming company that controls your installations for games. Yep. And everyone's okay with it because they're not dicks about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Not, like, not video like game I'm company. looking at you, EA. The, oh, reason I, the reason I have not already purchased Mass Effect 3, despite being a massive fan of the first one, was... Like your massive Mass Effect fan? I of the first one. Massive. I actually Mass think Effect. there's a whole fucking article worth of writing about why the Mass Effect franchise was butchered like a like a hog. Well, wasn't like a hog. That sweating hog. That's right. But no, thing- seriously. Like if you're if you're a gamer, you're okay with Valve and Steam. Yeah. Even though hats. it's even though it's completely against the idea of I bought this game, I own this game, I should be able to play this game and install it on a million computers if I want to. Right? Like, it's... Valve and Steam kind of worked to prevent that from happening. Yeah. And everyone's cool with it yep. because they're not dicks about it. Want to know a fun, fun economy fact? Valve employees... Valve makes the most money per employee of any company on the planet. Yeah. There's like 230 or something, 250 Valve employees, and the company makes enough money, makes more money than any other company on the world divided by number of employees. Well, it's wow. like when they made yeah. Team Fortress 2 free, right? Yep. Because they're like, we're selling it for $10 anyway, and the real money comes from hats. That's right. <laughs> they were just like... Comes from hats? Hats. What? Like you put on your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not, not your real hat, but you put a hat on your character. Wait, what? No, here. I start you over here. Okay. You can buy a hat that you can put on your character that'll give him certain buffs or whatever else like that. And that... Like, it doesn't give buffs, does it? Some I, thought, do. I thought it was all... Uh, some of them, some of them are, are purely... Uh, I want a top hat on my sniper. Yeah. I want a top hat on my sniper. I'll pay a dollar The most expensive that. hat was they, they had a $500 hat. Holy fuck. That came with the fucking tax receipt because it was actually giving to the uh, the tsunami. Oh my god, that's amazing. But they were just sort of like... They had like some they had, people have tsunami hat. Exactly. They had like three or four different hats that were all different levels of donation to the tsunami and the most expensive one was the $500 one. And I was like... If you're going to give a $500 donation anyway, you might as well get a sweet Team Fortress 2 hat. League of Legends does the same thing. You can get every character every character that you can play in League of Legends. There's like 93 or something. Yeah. All of them. You can be allowed to play them for points that you earn while playing the game. So they're essentially for free. And you can download the game for free. Everything is free. However, there are skins. So like dress-up costumes for your right. characters when you go in the game. Every one of those you have to buy. And it's generally like $5 per skin. Yeah. Ish. And that's where they make their money. It's all on the skins, not yeah, on... Which, on a, on a giant online game or whatever else like that, I'm... Like, 
if I really played like a, a competitive game online or whatever, I mean, certainly the first thing I did when I got Twisted Metal and started playing online was like, I'm going to paint my car. There's a paint shop. Yeah. I'm going to paint my car exactly the way I wanted to. I don't want to look like, just because I'm playing X character, yeah. I don't want to look like everyone else online looking like that. And it's like, I was like seriously debating, like if I start playing it more, I'll be like, I will pay a couple bucks to just be like, to feel like my own dude on the internet, you know, mm-hmm. like, which is such a stupid fucking thing. But it's... But you're like, but you're like, if I'm gonna be playing this game for fucking hours, I want the guy to look the way I fucking want him to look. (laughs) I haven't talked about it, but League of Legends this week right now is going through the grand finals of the Intel Extreme Masters uh, World Tournament. Over the last like six or eight months, there has been, I think, four or five sub tournaments where all the like national teams have been competing to earn points to get into the the world. Competition right what now. What kind of prizes that are on there, grand by the prize, way? I think it's fifty thousand. Jesus, fifty thousand for the team or fifty thousand a player? The team. So like ten thousand each. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's teams of five, and then the um, but then every other sub tournament has been also there's like prizes thirty or forty thousand dollars each or something like that. So it's been several million dollars given out over the course of this whole thing, Jesus. and um, the uh, viewership you were saying is huge. Yeah, right? yesterday the for not the not the semifinals but the quarterfinals they had one hundred and thirty thousand people watching live. And then when they show, wow. when they show, yeah, 130,000 people sitting at their computer streaming this thing from Germany. And when they put ads up, the ads pay more for this group than they do for like TV ads. Cause it's because it's hyper targeted. Not yeah, exactly. Not only are you like with TV, yes, you're like you don't you don't have a guarantee that there are 130,000 people yeah, actually yeah, yeah. sitting in front of the computer actually watching your ads and not flipping away from it. Whereas on the computer, they can actually track. Did you watch 10 seconds of this ad? Did you watch the whole yeah, way through yeah, yeah. it? Whatever. And furthermore, your target audience is extremely narrow, so they know it's only going to be fucking... Yeah. Well, it's like you watch sports, and like the only commercials on sports are like beer and like yeah. internet provider or TV provider. Yeah. That's pretty much all that advertised on sports, because you're like... 70% and 90%, yeah. Like, everybody drinks beer, everybody probably has the internet at home, but this you're like, you could advertise the Steam box, and yeah. you'd be like, everyone who's fucking watching this is... Immediately interested. Yeah, exactly. It's a complete potential buyer for the fucking Steam box. That's insane. Okay. Like the Roller Derby World Cup. Yeah. Like, you're talking people watching League of Legends nine times as many for the finals of League of Legends than the World Cup finals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. That's a lot of people. There are people, right now, it's it's about 10,000 people watching you, and you can make your living only streaming League of Legends. And there are a bunch of guys who do that right now. They just, like, sit in their home all day fucking playing League of Legends. They stream a couple of ads an hour, and they make forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year doing it. Enjoy the official beer of 90S <laughs> Podcast, Paps Blue Ribbon. Unofficial. Uh, Unofficial beer. Unofficial beer. We're gonna, I'm working on it, though. Are you? Yeah. I, I talked to Nip, and Nip's like, you know what? This could probably fucking matter because he knows the dude because they sponsored the fucking men's roller derby. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want this to happen. Seriously. I was like, even just a fucking. I was like, you know what we need? We need a case of PBR every two weeks. That's that's all we need. And we would put, we put w- a fucking Pabs link up on the. Page. We'll put a Pabs link. We'll mention it on every podcast. We'll take pictures of ourselves holding Pabs. Mmm, delicious. I'd wear a Pabs t-shirt. Yeah, nice little Ringer t-shirt. t-shirt with a ninety-five. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is an is hour, it? guys. All right. Um, I'm Scott. You're not Scott. Stop doing that, man. That's Keith. He's Scott. I'm John. Who's Keith? You're Keith. Who's on first? Not funny. Don't worry, dude. The fucking music's gonna be playing by this point. Oh fuck! Big news! Big news! What's big that? news! While this is while the music is playing, right. this might be the last time you fucking hear the Bruce music. Is pregnant? Oh no! I was gonna say this might be the last time you hear the music because fucking Ross. Yep. 
Why should you? Thanks for listening.